0: Hello, and welcome to furloughed defining moments worth talking about. I'm your host Leonard Cochran and with me as always is Steve Otterstrom. Steve, how are you doing this week, sir? Oh, doing well. I'm very excited to hear we have a, a new
1: vaccine within the uh, um, I guess that the the group of vaccines that we're, we're hoping to kind of stop this pandemic with. Uh, that was kind of exciting. Uh, I think that The Johnson & Johnson one started on Saturday, so uh, I think there's been some general celebration, especially from the perspective that this is one that is a single shot and only has to be refrigerated. So there's there's a real potential we can get this vaccine out to a lot more people a lot faster with this one. So that was the exciting news I think came out of last week. Anything going on uh, that you want to talk about?
0: Yeah. No, I I, I knew the vaccine was on the way of being approved, but I didn't recognize it did get approved. I apparently missed my news over the weekend, so good to know. You had a weekend instead. That's good. (laughs) Yes, I did. I did. I I snuck away and actually had a little quiet time, so it was great. I I didn't go anywhere, but it it was just good to have some downtime and some relaxation time, so...
1: Well, I am very excited uh, today because we, we have a guest that we've had before, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you, if you really enjoy today's session, um, I would recommend that you go back and you look at the, the previous one. I can't remember which one it was, but it would have been early in our um, podcasting days. Um, I'm going to guess <laughs> maybe somewhere around uh, probably in the, within the first 10, I'm guessing. Anyways, but uh, it's uh, Darshini Govindaraju. And we are very happy to have her with us today, especially because uh, Darshini is joining us, having just barely completed in this last week um, a really remarkable feat. And I'm going to try and say some of these words correctly, and then darshini's going to come in and actually say everything right. Um, but mm-hmm. she she be, uh, she recently completed what's called an Ar- aram gatram, which is. To call it um, a a recital would be way too little. (laughs) This is uh, three hours of an individual dance where at times when I was watching this, I saw her do, I I counted as many as four characters within about a 10 second period of time. Uh, A a very um, storytelling type of dance. Uh, And I don't want to get into um, some of the things about it because I'm excited to ask her more about it. Uh, something that she's been preparing for for years, really. Um, I think maybe the closest thing I've ever seen to this was when my sister completed her master's degree in violin performance and she did her final uh, recital. That, that's probably the closest um, comparison I can, I can come to uh, in to the degree of mastery that was required and the degree of effort uh, that had to be put into it. I, I think one difference, though, is my sister had to prepare for six months. And Darshini, I think you've been preparing for several years um, to perform this. Uh, so, Darshini, um, why don't I stop talking for a little bit and tell us a little bit about what happened uh, this last week?
2: Thank you. First of all, well done for saying all those words. Um, yes, you're right. It's Arangage Um, So it was on the 26th of Feb uh, was when I did my Arangetram. Um, To begin with, Arangetram simply means it's a Tamil word, uh, which simply means ascending on stage um, on the completion of a formal training. Now, the art form that I've been trained in is called Bharatanatyam, which is a um, classical art form from Tamil Nadu in India, and the word Bharata derives from three different words, which means ba, the first few letters, ba, means bava, which means expression, ra means ragam, which means rhythm, ta means "thalam," which simply means beat, and atyam is dance. So it's a dance with expressions, rhythm, and beat. So that's exactly what it means. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you said, rightfully said, it, it is as close as uh, your sister doing her uh, violin recital and, uh, um, you know, with regards to masters. It's pretty much similar to that. Uh, with Arangetram, it is when a dancer um, has finished a formal training in Bharatanatyam and the guru, guru which uh, we call teacher, with what you would say teacher, we call guru would then say, and oh, now she's ready for uh, for me to showcase her talent out to the world. Um, and here she is. I'm presenting to you my full-fledged dancer. Um, that's pretty much what it is. Now, um, in normal circumstances, uh, the age group, there isn't really like if you are this age, this is when you do your Arangetram. But in the past, um, a Bharatanatyam dancer would have completed their Arangetram maybe between 16, 17, 18 some even younger. Um, that was the case for me when I was initially learning, uh, but of course, work came into the picture, and Bharatanatyam took went down the priority list. Mm-hmm. And then I had a fourteen year, thirteen to fourteen year break before I found Bharatanatyam again, and this wow. is my comeback.
0: So, and and. You mentioned your, your teacher, your guru, uh, sort of showcasing you. So does that mean, uh, I guess they would say you're not ready if you're not ready then, and you wouldn't get to perform. Am I hearing you right in that?
2: Of course. So when I found... Um, <laughs> so of sure. Course, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, she says, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, right? Um, so And because it's her reputation at the end of the day, right? She's the That's one choreographing the pieces. Yes. Because... In a repertoire in Arangetram, there is a certain number of choreography you have to do because you are, you are showcasing your versatility in art, right? So a minimum would be six and maximum could be however long you want it to be. Uh, we've decided to go with nine different choreography, hence the three hours that we had. You had to watch mm-hmm. me live on YouTube. Um, because of COVID, we had to do it virtually and with a very small, intimate audience in Dubai. Uh, So it was in total three hours. I, till today, still don't know where I got that energy from, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, so we did nine different pieces of uh, choreography. So if the guru feels you're not ready, she's not going to spend her time teaching you various choreography, right? Um, So when I found my guru, Renuka Ayar, I found her here in Dubai in 2019, um, somewhere 2019, June, somewhere in June. In September um, or October, I did speak to her and told her that I was actually aiming to do my Arangetrim, and she she jumped straight on it. She was like, yeah, let's do it. And we were meant to do this um, Arangetrim in April 2020, but clearly the universe had different plans for us.
1: Mm. <laughs> yes. For all of us, apparently. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I- I'm curious with this because I know um, when-, when she was introducing you, she-, she said that you began your dance journey when you were four years old. Yes. And then, of course, you said life happened, your career happened. Yeah. What, what made you say, hey, I want to go back and do this? I mean, I, I don't think um, that you're... <laughs> And you certainly don't have to tell us, but I don't think you've um, submitted a a resignation from your current career saying, I am now moving into dance. Um, So so why do it? Why do something that requires so much effort? What was it that there must have been something a lot more than, hey, this would be cool. um, That made you make this decision.
2: Um, So I was actually packing up my apartment um, and moving to another apartment when during the whole packing up with a friend of mine, we were just having a random conversation and he said, what is that one thing you used to do that you're not doing now that made you really, really mm-hmm. happy? My impulse answer was dance and Bharatanatyam in particular. And the, then the next question was, then why are we not doing that? So then we swore to each other that we'll go back and find that thing that made us happy once and go back to it and do it right and that the result of that was a google search and i found my guru and when i found her i went to class and she was like okay um show me what you know and she, i showed her what i knew and she was like oh you've got some really solid foundation yes because i came from one of the best schools in malaysia the temple of fine arts kuala lumpur and they they are hardcore when it comes to bardanat and the way they teach and everything, and she was like, Yeah, that's some solid foundation. And she straight away jumped on it and started teaching me a whole choreography that lasted 12 minutes. So the piece is 12 minutes. And I remember trying to look at her, going, Oh my god, my brains took so long to remember the choreography, and I was panicking because I didn't realize the intensity. Um, and I was like, I cannot do it. And she had a very very interesting way of luring me back into class. She would always say, where are you? Come back, come back. And I would go like, I don't think my limbs and my body is the way it used to be, right? Because you are, what, 10 years, 15 years older than the last time you danced. And she says, no, it comes with time. Just come back, come back because you have so much potential. Um, And the more I saw myself dancing in the mirror, the more I fell in love with who, I saw, you know, the reflection and I was like, Oh my God, why did I stop? Mm. I am so happy. Like it, it allows me to express myself in various forms and I am a performer and I thoroughly enjoy the limelight. And, and that's the one thing I really missed. Um, So the more I started dancing and the more I saw myself, the more I fell in love with who I was looking at.
1: That's incredible. And, and did your friend uh, go do what uh, what he liked doing as well, or was yeah. this, <laughs> were you the only one that that uh, lived up to your side of the bargain there?
2: Yeah, actually, I was the only one. Are you still up. pushing <laughs> so your <I> friend? Can, <laughs> yeah, I can saying Hello, I've done it. What about you? But I'm I'm sure with time, like it, there's always the right time, right? And even yes. if there isn't, there uh, you know the the universe has a way to clear that path for you to do what you want to do. Um, so yeah, I'm sure he will eventually do it, but I'll keep reminding him though.
1: Yeah. Well, I find it so interesting that, you know, you, you talk about something that, what is it that you used to like doing and then returning to that, which is really rare. I think for many of us to look back in life and say, yeah. maybe there was a time I was, I was in a, in a happier place or is there something that I've lost as I've, you know, gone through life. And, and I love that. The, the story shows you looking back, but then also kind of like refining yourself.
2: Yeah. And, and this guru is different from what I'm used to, right? There was a lot of things I had to unlearn. So growing up dancing, I used to look at myself in the mirror and dance. So for me, um, everything is supposed to be beautiful. Even anger is beautiful. Now, when I went for classes with Renuka, there was no mirror. And I was a bit, conscious or cautious or conscious of it sorry and I was like where's the mirror she said no dance from your heart like show me your emotions and I was not used to that so I, there was a thing there a few things I had to unlearn to learn again um and there were a few things where she made me believe in what the authenticity of when you're dancing what comes from your heart is the most beautiful thing regardless of how you look right so I remember doing a piece and it's, it's shaptam. And that particular shaptam, shaptam is the name of the piece, was in my language, uh, which is Tamil. That's my mother tongue. Uh, since my dad's from there, I understand the language. And there was one line that says, I do so much for you, Lord Muruga, this particular Lord, uh, but when would I ever see you? Like, I, I, I pray to you. I I devote my life. I surrender, but I feel like I do so much. But when would I ever feel you or feel your presence right remember doing that piece and I was just staring in space for doing it and also in my own world I suddenly started crying and I looked at her and I said stop I cannot do this and she was like why did you stop I said I stopped because I didn't know how to control my face and she's like you need to learn to let it go beauty comes in vulnerability and when you control everything, there's nothing beautiful about it. Hmm. Yeah. So going back has taught me so much more than I thought it would have.
0: Well, well what's interesting too is this is uh, more than just a physical exercise. I mean, obviously, oh, yes, you, you had to <laughs> you had to limber up and, and regain oh, some God. strength, maybe in some areas that you 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 had not been practicing. Um, and so there is that. And, and I know just uh, from what what little athletics I've done that you always feel better when you exercise. Um, mm. But then there's a sense of accomplishment. And then, two, there there's a long tradition of this in your culture, right, of, of, of this performance and doing this. And so it's rich in so many different ways to you. So I, I'm curious. Um, I, I hate to jump to the end, but I am I am curious now that you've done the performance and kind of reflecting back, uh, what stands out to you as being the most significant? I know you talk a lot about accepting yourself as well, so there's just so many layers in there. So, but what what do you what do you kind of take away from this and carry and say, boy, this was good, and this is I'm glad that I learned this by doing this.
2: So many things, right? But now when I reflect back, I mean, the other day I was watching the, because it's still on YouTube and I was watching it. I don't recognize who I see. I don't recognize uh, the person dancing um, on YouTube as me. I see someone else and it's interesting. I'm sitting there and back in the days I used to be one of those, oh, no, that is wrong or, oh, no, that I shouldn't have done that move or I look big or, or something. I'll be very critical about it. But this time I looked at it and I just enjoyed what I was watching. And I, I still cannot, when I look at it, I don't think it's me. I think it's someone else. Um, And I think she's absolutely beautiful and she's really enjoying it. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed the coming together of all artists for this particular Mm -hmm. show because I was dancing to a live six piece band and all of them, the coming together, the energy of the violinist, the flautist, the, the mm-hmm. percussionist, the it was just amazing. The singer sitting down and, you know, working on a piece with my singer and making sure she's able to evoke the emotions through her song when I do a particular move or I'm able to pick up her cues. It was one, the patience, because all of us were learning it from a different perspective Two is, you know, having that, you know, um, the whole vibe of going, listen, we've got this, let's bring this together. And three, oh my God, doing it during COVID is not the easiest. Mm-hmm. One, Dubai was changing rules literally every other day, mm-hmm. which completely was necessary because of the cases. So we wanted to make sure whatever that we were doing, we were still in line with the rules and regulations kept for the safety of the, uh, of the community. And of course, you know, social distancing, but still wanting to do what we're doing, but being really mindful that we needed to do it in line with the guidelines that the local authorities had kept. So we decided to do it live stream. We had a very intimate audience so that allowed us to do a three meter social distancing. So we had an audience of about 20. Um, and yeah, I think it's resilience, right? Everybody was in it in the beginning when, when the rules came up and I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be the fourth time. If I change this, this is the fourth <laughs> time. And if I change this a fourth time, I don't think I'll do it. Uh, but then I had everybody else in the team going, you know what? Let's do it. No matter how small the audience, because ask yourself, why are you doing this? Are you doing this for the audience? Or are you doing this for yourself? And then I said, you know what? I'm doing this for myself. Come what may, I'm still going to dance. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting because in, in so many ways, your audience, um, I mean, I, I remember when I first heard about you doing this, and it was back when we were working together. And um, you even had received um, an award from the company, you know, uh, giving you an opportunity to take some time off to prepare for it. And uh, many coworkers were, were. I don't know if it, if it was as much looking for an opportunity to travel to Dubai and, and yes. visit the beautiful city, but there were there were several I knew that were really excited about traveling. Um, Really across the world to see it, and then it was just like a joint disappointment yes.
0: <laughs> when it
1: when it didn't happen. And I, I remember, you know, of course this, this was Friday, and um, I had to watch some of it later on because of an internet issue. But uh, watching this and just thinking, you know, how this audience that was would have been large, I think a lot of people were really excited to come see it, but. How many people have seen it now? How, how how wide has this gone, and is it in line with your expectations?
2: It's more. Oh my God! The day I finished, my phone has never buzzed that much. <laughs> I had so many messages. I it took me three days to clean up my messages because that's how uh-huh. many I had. Um, so initially, um, the audience capacity that we were looking at was three hundred fifty. Then we had to bring it down to 100, and then we brought it down to 20. Um, but then now, when I looked at YouTube, I've got up to 1.1k for, uh, views, and I was like, "Oh my god, who is watching this?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> more and more people. You know, I think I think what what's so interesting about it I, I, when I when I started watching it um, initially, I thought, "Okay, I see that there's three hours at the end of this." <laughs> well, actually, that's when I came back to it. Um, You know, what am I, how how am I going to manage three hours? Because I'm not the person that sits down for three hours straight. But what I found so remarkable is how engaging it became. Um, As you, as you watch.
2: Sorry, Stephen, it's funny you say that because that was my worry. I'm doing an Indian art form. Not many people are aware of my audience and the 20, only five or six of them know about the art form. The rest were different parts of the world. I had California, I had, uh, I had, uh, you know, UAE, I had Egypt, I had, you know, people who don't know this art form. Mm-hmm. And I was going, oh my God, how are they ever gonna sit down, you know, le- uh, to even 20 minutes, let alone three hours. That was my concern. So what we then did is we decided to make sure the, announce, uh, the announcement or the comparing was done in English. We decided to give them a little bit more, like explain what we were doing mm-hmm. and then still do it. But I remember asking a lot of them, which was your best piece? And they all, most of them pointed out the longest piece because my longest piece was Barnum, And that was 45 minutes. I'm like, 45 minutes, you thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought you would say a piece that was six minutes or seven. They all were like... My friend from Atlanta, Georgia, was there in the crowd, and he was like, "Yeah, the forty-five minutes—I thoroughly enjoyed that." And everybody said it was so captivating, and I was thinking, "Oh my god, I don't know how you sat through that."
1: (laughs) Well, and I feel like so much of it had to do with your storytelling, you know, and and you 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 didn't say anything, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but just just the. well, and and I think that was the interesting part about it because um, so much of it culturally, uh, and and um, maybe Leonard, you you were more culturally aware than than me, but you know I I, I enjoy um, a lot of um, Hindu texts. I I you know, we've had this conversation before that the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita are my my primary spiritual texts that I like to go to. But what I found so interesting is I had never um like the, the one about uh Krishna and um uh, and and Brother. the <laughs> yeah and, and the one who was the, the lady who in love with him and he hides himself yeah. and and it was it was interesting because I'd never thought of gods as being so personable. You know, yeah. and it was such an interesting way of looking at it and maybe just a a real interesting way of looking at spirituality which is I think completely foreign uh, uh, out in the West <laughs> that uh, this idea that uh, we see our deities and we see spirituality as being so distant from where we're at. And what I found so unique from like a spiritual perspective was how much it felt like um, kind of the, I don't, I don't know quite how to say it, but the, um, unspeakable, or the the, the universe Mm -hmm. could be so close. It could be so much like everyday human beings.
2: And I think that's what we sometimes forget, right? Hinduism, to begin with, is a way of life, not a religion. That's Mm -hmm. how I put it. Um, And I don't want to get to that conversation (laughs) just yet. Mm -hmm. You know, the story that you were talking, uh, Radha and Krishna, that's in Ashtapadi, and it's based on Gita and Govinda, which is Radha and Krishna. It's a um, poet, Jagadeva, wrote that poem. And it's basically rather reminiscing that time when she sneaked out um, of her of a little hut to go and see Krishna, um, and she sees him, and because she, of course, for them, it's beyond just love is beyond just the physical part of it, right? And she sees mm-hmm. him, and the intensity she felt she felt with him, and she's telling her friend about it. See how we try to portray it is. It's, the emotions are universal, and I think sometimes Bharatanatyam is not an art form where everybody can appreciate because when you're ignorant to it, you get scared. You don't wanna you don't wanna see it or you don't wanna watch it because you you're not sure what you're looking at, right? And I remember someone asking me when I come for your show, would you have subtitles? And I'm like, uh, when was the last ballet recital you went for? Did they have subtitles? They're like, no, but I understand ballet love is love. Love is universal. You can show that you don't need to understand Hinduism to understand love. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So when, when we were trying to figure out how do we portray this character, it, instead of having that attention of how should I, you know, do it so you can relate, I went in, I asked myself, what does this mean to me? So I of course had to go down memory lane. There's this one time I met this beautiful man and we had such a good time and I would always think about him. So how do I then, you know, showcase that? So that's what we did for Saki. And uh, the story of Radha and Krishna, it, it's what happens every day, right? If there is a, a lady who's con- constantly thinking of this guy and this guy is also happy to see her. And the intensity of them together is beyond just sex. It's, it's, it's beyond that. And Mm -hmm. you still have that in today's world and that's what we wanted to. We wanted to make that more Lokadharmi. So in in dance we have something called Nati Dharmi or Lokadharmi. Nati Dharmi is very dance where you use your mudras, your gestures. Lokadharmi is very real, you know, you when you even you carry your child, you carry it like you're really carrying a child. So we wanted to make it a lot more relatable relatable and that's what we were achieving for because I think When you do in a classical art form, I'm not saying dilute the style. I'm just saying make it relatable, not only for the audience, for yourself as a dancer so you're able to evoke your emotions better.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Although I'm not going to become a dancer to really understand that.
2: (laughs) No, but did you understand the piece, though, uh, when you watched it? Oh, of course,
1: yes. And I think that was what was amazing – um, about it is just the, the way that there, there wasn't any need for subtitles. However, I have to say that uh, your uh, uh, teacher explaining things at the beginning of each one was yeah. very, very helpful <laughs> for yeah. all of us uh, yes. because we knew yeah. what to look for. Uh, yeah. it, it, it allowed us to have a bit of a guide as you took us through the journey. I think yeah. there's things I would have gotten, uh, but on the same note, I, it, it, it allowed me to enjoy the piece rather than try and decode it. Um, yeah. throughout the entire um, performance.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so, Steve, because I, I know from my perspective, Darshini, um, of course, I did get to see the uh, brochure ahead of time. And so that's where I begin to recognize, yeah, this is more than just simply a performance of dance, but it is a storytelling of a kind. Mm. And so I think having that context and then, as Stephen said, having having that, spoken out in English ahead of time, kind of clued us into what to look for and made it a little easier yeah. mm-hmm. for those of us that are not as, uh, as culturally uh, uh, knowledgeable as some are. Because uh, so, <laughs> so, you, it, you it, mentioned yeah. ballet, but yeah. I never understand the ballet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, I, that was just a comparison. And talking, uh, speaking about the brochure, if you notice the, bro- the brochure that I created, I actually put there Josh interpretation because I yes. felt like every piece should have my interpretation as much as, yes, you have the interpretation of what it's supposed to be. It's 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 me, right? And I'm doing it, right? I want it to be a lot more personable. And that's why I created that. Okay, this is my version of it. And people who know me well enough will go, ah, now it makes more sense because you see me. And the way we've done the choreography is pieces that resonate with me uh, or steps that would, you know... highlight my body type or you know highlight what my strengths are
0: Mm -hmm. well and it it really it makes sense um, just to take the fact that it's a piece of art let's talk about it as an art a piece of art itself regardless of what our exposure has been but it, it would really be no different than to take a song that's on the radio that gets radio play and then converting that to something to fit my style and my voice and so on and we may, because of exposure to the radio, we may lean towards that. But if we knew you as an individual, then certainly we could understand and accept your style of that um, cover song, so to speak. And so I think that's really ultimately uh, what I see that you've done and, and did a great job of it. From Again, I, I've not heard the radio version, though. I've only seen your version. <laughs> but it, it, it was fascinating to watch, though. So.
1: And I'm kind of curious. You know, we've talked about your journey getting here. We've talked about you know the interpretation side of things. But you know, was was there a point when this was happening and you're you're thinking, I can't believe I'm actually doing my arangetram <laughs> right now. I'm actually I'm actually in it. Or did you just kind of lose yourself in the in in the performance?
2: I remember when I got on stage the first time, the first dance. Um, I remember going and going. Okay, we are here now. Um, and I was like, I cannot believe this is actually happening because the amount of restrictions, oh my God, the amount of, because not only did we have to deal with COVID, we then also found out my guru was pregnant, which I'm super happy about and it was super excited. <laughs> wow. um, and I was like, oh my God, no, I have to be careful because it's uh, she's in her first trimester and it's COVID. It was just one after another. and um, And then of course, We had the restrictions changing every so often. Dubai then went to a 50% cut on audiences in live performances. And we were okay Mm. with that. And then we got into the auditorium. We were like, oh, it doesn't have the sound system we are looking for. I'm like, oh my God, come on, God, what's next? This cannot be (laughs) it. You need to give me something on that day of the event too. And I remember when I got on the stage for the first piece, I was like, is this actually happening? Like, I cannot believe this is happening. And by the time we had intermission, I was just so into it. Like, I was not really thinking. Mm -hmm. I just went there going, this is just another show. Um, It really hit me hard when I did my last piece. Because I was like, I don't want this to end because I really enjoyed it. And the last piece was when I, I really broke down. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm actually giving you a thank you speech. Like, this is such a pinch me moment. And... It's been three days since the event, and I still feel like it's it's so surreal. like it it never happened. It happened in my dreams. And yes, I have the video that I keep watching, and I still don't know who she is. I keep and I want to know the girl that I keep watching.
1: <laughs> well, how amazing is that? You know out of
2: body experience. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: That you continue having, <laughs> right? Because every time you get to look back at that, you know and, and actually you're, you're inspiring me to want to watch it again as well um <laughs> to see what i missed um each time and, and I, I guess what i find really most amazing about this and i almost feel like at some point there's you know a hundred years from now there'll be the story um that, uh, that will be danced about in some future person's Arangatum, the, the Arangatum, there, let me get it right. Um, yeah, where dance. it shows Darshini, um, and her, her, uh, her struggle to get, uh, to be able to dance. Oh, <laughs> like I can almost see like, this is, this is almost emblematic of the stories that you had up there, you know, where, where someone is trying to overcome, um, an obstacle, and yet finds this, this pure uh, self-expression. And, um, you know, I think there's actually this, this aspect to a lot of Hindu stories where the the great reveal, you know, that happens at the end. You know, I'm thinking in in the Bhagavad Gita, there's a a place towards the end where Arjuna for the first time gets to see Krishna. And, And it seems like there's quite a few big reveals that happened at the end. And there's always like, this attempt to try and describe something that's indescribable. And and as you're talking about this, I have this kind of this visual of that's what was happening with you throughout this whole thing. You know, that there's, there's this, this is ongoing experience of self-discovery. And now you have this opportunity to actually see the person you've discovered and it's not describable. It's it, not it's...
2: describable, but I like her and I want to get to know her. <laughs>
1: It's amazing. It's amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: Now I need to start dancing so I can discover who I am.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Because like I said, you know, my teacher brought out a side of a woman I never thought existed in me. And the more she does that and the more I start dancing. Now, you know, apart from the fact that I really wish and I hope that this Arangetron that I've just done inspires other people, right? Because one, I'm not the common age that I should be doing an Arangetrim, Um And I'm glad I'm doing it just in the year that I turn 40. Um, two, when people do Arangetrim, like my sister is one of them, um, for them, that's the, that's the pinnacle, that's the end, when they don't go on dancing, right? For me, Arangetrim is you getting married to yourself. Now, what happens in a marriage is not the ending. It's not a divorce, right? You go on doing more things. And I, that's what I see our engagement to be. Um, and that's what I want it to be. And so I hope that this inspires other people. If there is something you used to do, and for some reason you've, you've gone down your priority list, that you take that back and do it because you you learn a side of yourself that you never knew existed. Um, and if there's something, if you, you, know, you think you are too old for it, there's no such thing you're too old for it. Um, the only person who defines that is yourself. And yeah, I I just hope some you know people get inspired going. You know what? Let me take this back and do what I used to love. If it's dancing, then so be it.
0: You and yeah, Darcine I think that's that's really some great great advice right there. You know, because as we Steve started off talking at the very beginning of the podcast, talking about um, you know a, a, another another serum to help fight COVID and this thing's drug on a little longer than we anticipated ever to, you know? And so, in fact, it was, I, I, I looked it up, it was the 18th of May that you were on our podcast. And so if we oh, reflect yeah. back, yeah, so just almost to the year. And so if we reflect back, uh, just step back in, in the larger picture, other than just us for a moment, though, and think about the entire globe and how the seclusion and... The masks and the the concerns of uh, you know oftentimes fear and all that has occurred in this past year and people struggling emotionally with mental health and uh, depression and different things because of all of this and what you're saying is just really a a great antidote to take the time go back to do something that you enjoy even regardless of age. And to kind of immerse yourself into something afresh and then walk away, you'll walk away with a fresh set of eyes on things. And uh, I, I think that's such a great experience that you've shared. Just that, that message alone is really, really neat to me. Yeah. And I even just think about,
1: you know, that the art form itself. You know, I, I wrote down um, express, uh, expression, rhythm, and beat. And thinking about that from the, you know, maybe survival skills yeah. <laughs> in life, um, and and kind of what I think Leonard is is um, referring to—that you know, looking back, finding out what makes us happy—and and in so many ways, I think what does make us happy is getting ourselves out there, finding a way to express things that we we have a hard time expressing, and and getting in a rhythm again, getting in yes. a. Um, a, a cycle of, 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 of optimism. Uh, and, you know, just, I had the same thought pretty similar to what Leonard was, was talking about, even as I was watching this, that this has been a long time coming. You, know? yes. you did all the work, Darshini, but this is everybody's success. So, yes. um, and I think we all kind of felt that. I think we all felt like we were part of something bigger. Uh, when we got to watch this um, play out,
2: it, it, uh, you know, I feel, I'm glad we did it this way because not only did it reach a wider audience, it was just so overwhelming. Like at work, and I have not been at work, so I sneakily got into one of the MS Teams chat that we've had mm-hmm. because two of my colleagues live in uh, China and they could not watch it because it's YouTube we actually had it live streamed through MS Teams. And it was so interesting to see everybody being so inquisitive and curious about the art form and asking questions. And uh, so I sneakily watched all that chat and I was like, oh, this is so (laughs) heartwarming. Loved it. Um, and, And the amount of people that reached out to me to just say, thank you for doing what you're doing. I, it took me a while. I was like, okay, I thought I was just being super selfish and doing this for myself, <laughs> but clearly um, it had reached somewhere and other people have been thoroughly enjoyed and inspired by it. So I'm glad. And uh, yeah, I, I know I've got quite a lot of emails that from work about it, which I mm-hmm. I'm trying to not look at it, but I can't help but to go, oh, okay, pet your back moment. Let's read another email. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I cannot explain how I feel. I'm still in my uh, artist high moment, and I don't know when I would ever come down uh, because I have another performance I'm doing in the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it's not going to stop. I know I'm going to keep dancing.
1: Well, and I, it's interesting because had this happened when it was supposed to, it would have been nice. And I think we all would have been happy to see it and we would have been, yeah, but I just don't know if it could have ever had the same impact.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. If, well, if it hadn't had so many challenges associated with it and so many emotions I, that maybe we wouldn't have been as in tune with. And yeah. I, I think- and Honestly, I think Leonard-
2: Yeah, Yeah, planning this was like planning a wedding without a groom. Trust me, it was.
1: (laughs) That's the best way to have a wedding is without a groom, I think.
2: (laughs) With the best version of yourself.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But I I, I do think, Darshini, you know, you talk about all the excitement and all that. I I think part of that excitement for us as the audience, as the spectators, and, and those of us that are not as culturally aware of the significance of all this I think the excitement really too is just um, our appreciation for you and who you are and then to see how meaningful it is to you. And so if I could, you know, kind of use a a little bit of a crude example, uh, but everyone should understand, you know, I, I have a two year old granddaughter. And so she can scribble on a piece of paper and hand it to me. And I'm super excited because she chose more than one color, right? You know. And it, it it's not something I even really understand, but to her it's meaningful. And so I share that excitement. And so you've certainly done more than scribble on a sheet of paper here. I'm not trying to <laughs> yes, try that part try is not a good direct <laughs> comparison analogy. But, 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 just, <laughs> okay. but just well just, just the fact of you know, that even though I may not have full understanding, I can still appreciate it because I'm viewing it through your lens and the excitement that you have. And and that's what I'm trying to communicate there. You know, it's, well, it's, thank it's, you. You know and so it, it, in that way we are a part of it and i know it was exciting to me as as it streamed live you know i had no anticipation who all would be watching or how many but there were 100 computers watching live so they could have been family yeah. groups they could have been individuals who knows uh, but then to see some of the comments you know and because there were some some of our work teammates on there and i recognize yeah. some of your family members and whatnot mm-hmm. so it was just kind of fun to Um, As you were performing, obviously, you were not seeing the comments in YouTube at all. And so as you were performing, it was just kind of fun to know that we were literally globally watching an event happen at the same time all around the world. And there was Mm -hmm. a, a unity in that and an excitement in that as well and just, Definitely. you know, there's a comment from, you know, your auntie, and there's a comment from one of our co-workers, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, I wanted to get on there and text them directly and say, hey, I'm here too, you know, because it was just, <laughs> it was just neat to share a, that experience at the same time, you know, so. Yeah,
2: it, I, it, I, I read the comment, and I was like, I wish there was another me to reply to them when I'm dancing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you replied through your dance, you know, it, It was interesting even just in my house, you know, as, as, as I was, I turned it on and, and it was kind of like, as my kids walked by and they're all teenagers. Um, the first thing what's this, (laughs) you know, what are you watching? I'm like, Oh, remember Darshini? I told, and and then they'd sit and watch. And it was, it was interesting how it just kind of drew people in. Um, however, um, after intermission, uh, when, when the song started, um, I don't know what it is about that singer, but uh, my dog hated him. (laughs) He just started barking. And then we lost the internet after that. (laughs) That's probably it. It's not that he hated him. He loved him. (laughs) And actually that does make sense because my dog is a little bit of a singer. He kind of (laughs)
0: goes,
1: (laughs) <laughs> but it, it was it was interesting to see that um, and to see people just kind of accumulate. Um, even my my wife walked through for a minute and, you know, she was working. So she just kind of had to stand in the corner and watch and they're like, OK, why well, I better get back to work. Uh, but but there was a moment it kind of felt like uh, those that knew you, the earth stopped and we watched and we enjoyed. And uh, I think it was a, a really amazing gift uh, that you gave everyone at the end of a kind of a difficult 12-month period. Yeah.
2: Thank you. I'm glad.
0: I'm glad. And so, Darshini, of course, the question that I would have, you mentioned you have another performance you're doing. And uh, yes. so it really, you know, kind of what do you think the next steps will be? And I know it's still relatively early because, I mean, you've put a great deal of time into this and preparing for it. Uh, but it, from from your perspective, currently though, what what do you see as next steps? I've, you expressed the idea of continuing to dance. Uh, yeah, so share, for sure. Share your thoughts with us if you would.
2: So I am doing a little bit more collaboration work with other dancers. Um, so the next one is the 11th of March uh, for Shivaratri. That's the day we celebrate Lord uh, Nataraja, the Lord of Dance. Um, and I have some collaboration work with three other artists. I'm actually thinking of going back to theatre because that's what I used to do back in Malaysia. Mm. So that's one thing I'm thinking about, going to an improv theatre class. Um, So my whole idea is every month I should be either collaborating or doing something with another artist or either solo. Um, I know March 2022, we are working towards a big show. It's going to be a ticketed event um, because the lady who was announcing during my Arangetram, she's my uh, dancing partner in crime. So she's Mm -hmm. leaving to head back for a bit, (laughs) sorry, for two years. Um, So we wanted to do a big farewell. So our version of farewell is to leave a legacy, right? We We don't do things small. We do them with a bang. So, uh, we want to put up a big show at the end in March for, for sure. But my whole idea is to share the love of art. Uh, if it's Bharatanatyam, I want I want Bharatanatyam to be an art form that is not only just for if you are Indian or if you have Indian origin. It's not that should not be the case. Um, I want it to be an art form that resonates to many and also people look into it. Teaching is definitely somewhere in the pipeline, but I want to make sure I've got my syllables right before I start teaching because mm-hmm. that definitely takes a lot out of you. Uh, right now, I'm a, I'm a lot more of a performer than a teacher. So I want to dance in the glory of being a performer first.
1: Mm. And, of course, we know you more as a teacher. Um, yeah. And from the professional capacities, that was the first thing that came to mind for me. Is like, well, It's got to be that she's going to move into teaching because that's, that's how I've always known you is as yeah. a teacher. I, I teach
2: for a living, but let me dance for the living at one point. Let me <laughs> the other side. Teach
1: for a living, dance for the love. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: there
1: you go. Well, I know we're coming right up to the end of our time with you, and and uh, and our, our audience doesn't know this because they listen to it whenever they want to, but uh, it's very late for you.
2: <laughs> and, yes.
1: uh and and we we need to respect that and let you get your rest. Um, no, don't worry. But, never late to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> when and and
2: two of you never late.
1: <laughs> and I know that um, in the in the years we've worked together, I've sent many a, a text or an email or a message at a, at a bad time. <laughs> I think oh, no. there's been a couple of times where you're like, um, I'll respond to this when I'm no longer in bed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I work so, in a global time zone, so yeah, anytime. <laughs>
1: So, so uh, yeah, we're, we're aware that we've certainly been worse, but uh, we'll try and be conscious of it today. Um, but, but for sure, just as a few things I just want to uh, put as my takeaway and uh, you know, I think the biggest for me is we should put away the mirror and learn to love ourselves without it. That um, unfortunately I think, our culture globally as human beings, oftentimes, is you know, we, we look in the mirror to try and assess our our self-worth and your story about um, dancing for the mirror, dancing for what we see or dancing for how we perceive ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, that may have made you technically a good dancer, because, of course, when you you showed up um, for your guru, she said you had a, you have a great um, base of understanding, but that at some point, we need to put the mirror away and we need to um, just kind of look into our own hearts to figure out who we are and and what what value we have. And I think that was kind of one of the biggest takeaways for me in listening to you today. And then the other thing, of course, was maybe to take inventory and ask myself, what what did I used to do that made me happy yep. and how can I go back to that, um, which fits really well with um, what has kind of been an ongoing theme since uh, we had uh, Britt Andrietta on our on our show talking about what purpose is, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think this is a really great ingredient into helping us kind of uncover what our purpose is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Leonard, yeah. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add, you know, your takeaways or Darcini, any final thoughts before we before we send you off to bed?
2: Yeah, <laughs> before you send me off to bed. God, this is like a bedtime story. Okay, here, here's the thing also. Yes. Um, you know, when you said what's your purpose, I think I always ask myself, oh, what is the legacy I want to leave behind? Um, and what do I want to be known for? Um, and that's how when I wake up, I'm like, okay, what, what the legacy I want to leave behind? And am I working towards that legacy? Um, what I was also going to say to you is, um, the whole mirror thing is because I was just so wrapped up in the idea of perfection right and while I mm-hmm. was so wrapped up in that for me it's trying to get everything perfect and I hated the process and that's when my guru Renika was like listen it's not about perfection it's about seeing the beauty in, in vulnerability, right seeing the beauty of you being authentic and authenticity can be anything so take that mirror off you're going to Show me exactly how you feel. And if you're going to cry, you're going to cry. And that's beautiful. hmm Yeah. So, yeah, when you spoke about purpose, I yep. suddenly really rang, rang in my head about the legacy that I always talk think about, you know, every morning. What's the legacy you want to leave behind?
1: And I'm so glad you brought that up because that was another thing I had written down, but I forgot to mention it. But that beauty comes in vulnerability. The beauty isn't perfection. Beauty is imperfection. Beauty is vulnerable.
0: Well, and if I could, I'd sing a little song from John Legend right about now. But uh, all of you, <laughs> please don't. But maybe share it with me, us. <laughs> your beautiful imperfections. <laughs> but I won't. I won't do that. Well, Darcini, thank you so much for sharing uh, your story with us, especially so so close to the time that you performed it. I know you've got, uh, like you said, you've got all these emails and, and fan mail, chats right. and things there. But love it, uh, love since it, Sincerely, though, yeah, we, we we appreciate having you here and having you share kind of the inside story of it, and, and very much appreciated you sharing that with the world through YouTube, and of course we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, but sharing that through the world with YouTube, and then of course through work and whatnot, so it's 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 just been neat to again be a part of that experience with you. So appreciate that. Thank you. And. With that, folks, we'll go ahead and wrap up for today. So just a reminder, uh, we certainly always welcome your feedback. And, you know, if you want to throw some love our way, like uh, Darshini's getting, you can uh, throw some love our way as well by reaching us at furloughedmailbox at gmail.com. Again, that's furloughedmailbox at gmail.com. And, of course, a shout-out to our sponsor, Upwards Unlimited. That's upwards, W-O-R-D-S, unlimited.com. And to put it concise, they are a company, an organization, a, a company that helps organizations move from culture to community by they have some keys that they use called the four C's. And so if you want to know more about that, you can check them out at upwardsunlimited.com. And don't forget that's upwards, w-o-r-d-s.com. And with that, folks, we'll go ahead and say goodbye for today and look forward to hearing from you and seeing you down the road. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.